before the stewarding season even started, I was training one of our stewards on giant ledge and we were almost at the top. And I see a man carrying a woman down on his back and her ankle is all swollen. And then I look at him and I realize he's got a prosthetic leg. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I ended up helping this, this man and his, his mom who had rolled her ankle. I ended up helping them walk out from basically this summit of giant ledge back to the parking area. And along the way, I found out that he was um, the first combat wounded amputee to summit Mount Everest. Oh, crap. Welcome to Inside the Line, the Catskills. We are live. Welcome to episode 16 of Inside the Line, the Catskills. I am here with Myra Romano, and she is a summit steward in the Catskills. Say hi, Myra. Hi, everyone. Hi, Stash. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing excellent. I'm excited for this. I, I remember the first time I met you on Slide Mountain, and I was very excited. So, Me too. That was a fun day. It was a fun a couple days. We, we spent a couple days together, correct? Uh, just the one day. Yeah, because it was raining and I didn't go up slide. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. We we spent that day together, but I've seen you before. Yes, yes. Excellent. Um, so I'd like to thank our sponsor, Scenic Route Guiding. If you're ready to hit the trails, make sure you take the scenic route. Our guides are here to help you with your goals, big or small. Check out the Scenic Route Guiding and Gear Rentals on Instagram and Facebook for more information. Also, if you mention the podcast, you can get ten percent off. Use the code word. Mountain lion. Mountain lion. Mountain lion. <laughs> I'd like to thank our monthly subscribers, uh, Katrina Weinick, Darren White, and John Kaniski. Thank you guys for donating monthly, which it means a lot, and it's uh, it's it helps a lot. Myra, are you having anything to drink tonight? Yeah, I'm having a a second fiddle from Fiddlehead Brewing. Explain that one. That is a double IPA. Where's that from? Uh, Vermont, I believe. Oh, wow. Excellent. That's the stuff I want to hear. A lot of people are like, no, 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 I'm having water. Like, come on. Boring. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Doing it up with a double IPA tonight. Excellent. It, it, it's, it makes the, the day easier, I guess, or the night easier. Indeed. Um, so have you been on any uh, previous hikes? Um, not since Thanksgiving, actually. I was up in the Adirondacks. Um, for Thanksgiving weekend, did Scarface, which is one of the Saranac Lake Sixers, and then um, Mount Joe also, which is one of my favorite hikes up there. Oh, that view on Mount Joe is absolutely fantastic. Oh, so good, yeah. That I mean, I've I've seen pictures. Of course, I'm not a, a big Adirondacks. I've hiked two times in the Adirondacks, but that shows uh, Mount Joe shows the Great Range, correct? Um, yes. Nice. Excellent. Why don't you, uh, why don't you hike up in the Adirondacks? It's, you know, like the drive is three and a half hours for me. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So it's, it's a little out of the way, but I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking to start that stuff. I want to do like a pretty epic hike sometime, maybe get like three or four of those knocked out of the way in one day, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would imagine that you would love it up there. Oh yeah. I, I went to, Mount Van Hoogenberg a couple of years ago. And that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That's a good one. And I forgot what the other one was. Good now mountain. That was incredible. Okay. I haven't done that one yet. Oh, so easy. That's, that's like a red hill. Uh, and it's uh. <laughs> blows away. Yeah. I went up uh Wyndham high peak on Sunday and it was absolutely stunning. Beautiful day. Very windy, very sunny. I was, I was trying to get my, my wife was, doesn't really like the winter. Uh, per se, she's not big on like sweating and delayering and layering back up and stuff. So I have to get her in gear for her winter hikes. And this was a good intro. Yeah. It's a great intro. Yeah. No ice though. That's what, that's what kind of sucked. I wanted her to get to use those spikes. Mm. Yeah. It, but it, the views were stunning. Uh, the, the people were nice. We ran into I think it was a total of like 16 people, which surprised me. I thought there was going to be like 40 or something. Which way did you go up? 
from Peck Road. Okay. Yeah, it's easy, easy, nice hike. Um, their first time hiking in like uh, months, so she handled it very well. I was, I was very surprised. She, she kicked some ass. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So basically, hopefully, winter will come around soon. I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm hoping for it. I see the Adirondacks is, has has gotten some pretty good weather. Correct. Yeah. Uh, when I was up there over Thanksgiving, it snowed pretty good the day that we went out and hiked. Um, we were actually going to do a high peak and we we changed our plan to do Scarface instead because it was below tree line and a little shorter. So uh, it's definitely definitely winter up there. Yeah, definitely not down here. It's it's crazy. It's really weird. And it's supposed to stay like this for a while. So yeah, it's disappointing a little bit. I'm ready for winter. <laughs> Same here. Same here. I can't, I'm, I got everything packed in the car already, so it's all ready. Nice. Um, I have no Catskill news, nothing big of yet recently. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for the, uh, I'm pretty sure the yesterday, uh, that guy that did the graffiti on the lean to had his court session. So waiting on that stuff. Be That's def- definitely newsworthy. Yes. So Myra, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I haven't been able to get uh some catskill mountain history myra wanted me to do uh history on the summit canisters on the the bushwhack canisters but time was uh not on my side for the past week so i'm so sorry myra that's okay you'll just have to have uh jim bouton on the podcast you know what he is on the list uh the funny thing is is i'm gonna have to probably drive to see him because technology is not his uh (laughs) even though he's really good with his his facebook posts and everything but like uh, i don't think he'd he'd be able to navigate a a zoom session but he's done it before for the 3500 club so maybe that's a great idea well i think it would be worth a drive that would be a good good episode i think yeah he's only like 40 minutes away yeah so um, a, definitely a great idea. Um, I've been looking up stuff about the canisters back in the um, the thirty five hundred club canister uh, edition, and I got to I got to gather more information. It's tough to look up forty years of of uh, writings <laughs> and find yeah. a single one. Well, I'm glad I gave you a topic that kind of stumped you. That means it's a good one, right? Oh yeah. I mean, I looked up, I found some, some good information about it. You know, they, they started in 1967, I believe. And of course they were put on the trailless peaks and those that back in that day were absolutely trailless, nothing, no evidence of human life whatsoever. And absolutely stunning. That amazes me because um, to be honest, I started hiking here six years ago in the Catskills. And to be honest, there was barely any herd paths anywhere. Hmm. And that was six years ago. That was only six years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was, it was, it's pretty cool stuff. So I'll definitely dig up some more information. Thank you for uh, inspiring me to, to definitely go deep into that topic. That's a great topic to talk about. Well, I look forward to hearing that one for sure. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully a lot of, it'll catch a lot of people's eyes because most of the people like here will, will follow the, the herd paths and stuff like that. They won't take the, uh, the hard, difficult route. Right. Yeah. So um, uh, one thing I wanted to go over before we jump into the uh, the guest of the night is, hold on, I got to look up statistics. So I was looking up my stats on uh, on my anchor page, which shows me all my statistics. Funny thing is, is I have people from the Maldives and Germany listening to my podcast. It's really odd. I don't know why. I wonder, I wonder how they found out about it. Yeah, exactly. Maldives and Germany and, you know, it says Canada, which is it was just obvious. I mean, that's right there. Stuff like that. I'm just like, wow, Canada and the Maldives. Hmm, interesting. But all right. So let's uh, let's get into the topic of the night. And that is, well, our guest of the night, which is Myra Romano. And her, she is a summit steward for the Catskills. So Myra, um, why don't you introduce yourself and, uh, you know, give a little background about yourself for everybody. Sure. So I'm Myra. Um, I served this year as the trail steward crew leader for the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference uh, Conservation Corps trail stewards in the Catskill region. Um, So we had six stewards that I was uh, five stewards and myself 
that was in charge of kind of the whole season, which went went from May until October. This is my second year as a trail steward with the trail conference. I joined last year kind of as a spur of the moment mid-pandemic decision when I was considering a career change. I worked as a graphic designer for 20 years and was furloughed at the beginning of the pandemic and was hiking a lot and decided to try something different. So that's what brought me there. Excellent. Graphic designer, I'll have to talk to you later about that, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. So uh, Myra was very involved last year um, and the year before that with when COVID hit. The Catskills saw an amazing surge in guests, uh, just absolutely insane. I remember one of the days hiking uh, in, on, a, on a winter day, and I saw Panther Mountain full and then also a mile up and down the road full. It's just I've never seen that before. So they were busy the past two years, the past three years. Um, so I'm going to go over Myra shared some information with me a couple days ago. She should have sent this to me a week ago, right? Yes, I should have. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. That's perfect. So I went over this. Uh, I think it was this morning I went over this and it just blew me away. So I'm going to go over some statistics that she shared with me. So what we're going to start it out with the Catskill Forest Preserve total. So there are four steward locations. Total stewarding days across all those four locations are 173 days. Total hikers encountered almost 15,000 hikers. Unbelievable. Um, hikers educated, assisted, which I, I, I think, you know, ba they ba gave them basic information or extreme information about hiking was 8,742. Um, the backpackers encountered was 1,143. Hikers directed to other park locations, which I'm guessing they were probably not well prepared for the hike, uh, 1,844. Um, hikers directed to local towns, 1,200. Illegal campers observed, 25. Illegal com campers confronted, which has got to be crazy. We'll go over that later, 19. <laughs> Illegal fire rings and campsites removed, which I've seen quite often, uh, 62. Lost hikers helped, 315. Amazing. This is why we have them up there and injured hikers helped 13. So all those stats is a whole Catskill Forest preserve, which is amazing. Now, in this report that Myra, you made this, correct? Correct. This is, I've, I read, I skimmed through this and I was like, wow, she's really good. Thank you. Anytime. Um, so in the Burroughs range, total stewarding days were 44. Hikers encountered was almost 4,200 hikers. Educated assisted was half of that. Wow. Um, the busiest day was October 17th, which is 213 hikers. Wow. What is, uh, does that have any significance? Um, I think it was peak fall foliage time. Yes. I think that weekend, which weirdly was also our last weekend stewarding, which was the busiest weekend. Um, but I think it was just because of the peak, peak foliage call and especially in the Burroughs range is an absolutely stunning yep. place backpackers encountered on the Burroughs range was 582 which i see you know they're doing a through hike through the Burroughs range of panther mountain hikers directed to other park locations 505 which is pretty significant um let's uh illegal campers observe is 12 wow that's that's uh, probably they're all on wittenberg <laughs> <laughs> Um, confronted of those nine, damn, this, this is crazy stuff. Lost hikers, uh, helped 109, uh, injured hikers five. Wow. Uh, just on the Burroughs range alone and keeping going through it. So they were also on giant legend, Panther mountain. Holy crap. Looking at these statistics, total hikers encountered 5,885. Holy crap. That is over almost half of what you encountered the whole year. Wow. Um, head hikers educated, assisted 3000, almost 3,500. Wow. It's crazy. That is over half of what <laughs> hike there. It's people doing their wedding photos or something. Definitely the busiest location that we stewarded at. Unbelievable. And you know, what's funny. Um, that place is not easy to get to giant ledge. is not easy to get to. No. 
Yeah, it's it's really it's really crazy. So backpackers account of 346 was just crazy. We'll just skip down to Lost Hikers Help 63. Not bad out of 5,000 people. That is that is pretty crazy. It's almost 6,000 actually. Injured hikers six. Yeah, still um, North Point. It's a very busy busy place. Beautiful place. Total hikers 3,295. That's not bad. Busiest day July 24th, of course. Definitely a popular area. It's it's crazy that I see more. What else is 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 cool? Uh, Lost hikers help eighty six. Um, only one injured hiker. Surprisingly, wow. Especially in that area. All the injuries in that area are at Catterskill. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Not at North Point. It was pretty pretty quiet up at North Point, to be honest. You know that's that's one of the easiest hikes I found, and 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 one of the most. Uh, you know, easiest and, and actually unforgettable, you know? Oh yeah. It's, it's stunning up there. Yeah. Especially if you know your, your route, if you go from either direction, it's still one of the the best hikes. And that last, last part up to North point is actually challenging. So it's yeah. it really brings you to the Catskills, but it's short. Exactly. Exactly. Unless you chose it from Scott road, which I love to do. Yeah. Um. So we'll go over uh, what is, what is, is this blackhead? And then there's, so Blackhead range, total hikers encountered only 1,600. Wow, that's that's surprising. Educated assisted, about half of that. Unbelievable. Busiest day was June 26, which was 144 hikers. Backpackers, 112. Good good amount of backpackers, I would say, because you know you could do the, the whole loop. Directed to other locations, 351. Uh, look at this. Illegal campers observed zero. Illegal campers confronted zero, which is amazing because that, that place on Camel's Hump is, is actually a popular place. So that's good. Lots of fire rings, though. That was, even though we didn't see any illegal campers, we removed a lot of fire rings there from, from areas very close to the trail. Yeah, there's some, there's definitely a lot of places you can build that stuff. Yep. Yeah, 17, lock, let Lee look fire rings, 17. Uh, lost hikers helped 57. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a decent amount. And look at that days with rain 12 out of 44 or 39 days. Ugh. It was a rainy year. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, good. And also we have a uh, trail maintenance, you know, uh, days 18 hours, 539 hours, 57 blowdown removed. Amazing. Trails cleared almost 17 miles and total distance covers were almost 90 miles. Unbelievable stats, amazing work by Myra and her uh, her associates. What you call that? Companions? Um, crew members, I guess. Crew members. There we go. So uh, amazing job once again. An inspiration to the Catskills and a great educational piece of the Catskills that we need. We need all around the United States. So it's very important that we have the summit stewards uh in the catskill so once again thank you myra and thank you to your uh crew yeah uh, absolutely education is huge definitely much needed out there especially at a time like these um so uh where are you are, are you do you rotate your summit stewards specifically you do you rotate uh between places all the time yeah so we had uh these these four locations that we just went over um, Burroughs Range, Giant Legend Panther, North Point, and then the Blackhead Range. And then we were also responsible for Minnewaska, um, Gertrude's Nose, and the Verkeeter Kill Falls Trailhead at Sands Point. So between those six locations, we had six stewards um, that we would rotate throughout the season and kind of we'd, we would all get to experience each location. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. That's a whole different uh, set of areas. Giant Ledge and, and Panther, of course, you know, they're, they all experience some different elevation changes, but, you know, different areas, different popular, like popular areas. So uh, like Gertrude's Nose, that's uh, down in Harriman, correct? That's in Minnewaska. Minnewaska. Okay. Is that a, is that a very popular place? Very, very popular. Yeah, wow. the numbers the numbers for Minnewaska and Sam's Point are actually much higher just because of how easy it is to access. They're more more front country than the, the Catskill locations. Um, so there's you know big parking lots. It's much closer to the city. Definitely higher numbers 
easier easier trails very instagram worthy viewpoints <laughs> of course of course the gram yep <laughs> i mean i don't blame them i really don't um that's the way i'm doing business right now actually <laughs> for the for the podcast um also so you're a you're a trail steward crew leader so uh can you explain that to the listeners sure so um the crew leader is basically just responsible for making the schedule sort of, you know, I, I was stewarding just like everyone else the whole year. It was more of just kind of a, a cheerleading position and interfacing with the park partners and land managers to kind of coordinate, um, you know, trail maintenance work and figuring out, uh, you know, where, where stewards were needed on those days but yeah, just kind of ma- managing and making sure that everything was running smoothly. So did it, do you have to like hop around from place to place to check at different times, you know, different days, uh, what's going on in that area? Uh, that was really difficult. I think that was more the idea was like kind of like float around each weekend and like check in with people, see how it's going. But because w- there was only six of us, I ended up, you know, basically stewarding a specific location each weekend, just like everyone else. And it was, you know, it was one of the challenges was keeping in touch with everyone because as you know, the Catskills is kind of a cell phone service dead zone. So I would be, you know, out of reach from the rest of the crew a lot of the time. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a pretty, that's a, it's a pretty big problem stuff, especially when they have questions for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of dead zone and, um, the cat skills. So uh, don't rely on your headphones once again, everybody, or your headphones, <laughs> your cell phones once again. But yeah, so that's, that's really cool that you, you sort of get to bounce everywhere and help out. So uh, what inspired you to, to become a, a summit steward? Um, I've always been really into hiking. I grew up in the Hudson Valley, grew up in Peekskill, um, spent a lot of time hiking in you know, local, local Hudson Valley areas like Fonstock and Harriman, uh, Catskills. And as I mentioned before, I worked as a graphic designer for many years. And when I was furloughed at the beginning of the pandemic, I was doing a lot of hiking in my local area. And I had the trail conference website open in my browser for months and, and noticed on their jobs page, uh, trail steward. I said, well, that sounds pretty cool. I think I'll sign up for that because I don't want to sit in front of a computer for 40 hours a week anymore. So it was just sort of a sort of a good good timing sort of situation where I was looking to make a change and trying to follow something that I was more passionate about. And that just kind of fell into my lap at the time. Awesome. So what training did you have to go through to, to be a Samasur? Uh, so we are certified leave no trace trainers. Uh, we did wilderness first aid, um, and then just, you know, sort of being trained on the local areas. A lot of it is, you know, you just kind of learn it as you go because every, every location that we steward at has very specific questions that we'll get from people. But yeah, beyond, beyond the leave no trace and wilderness first aid, it's just kind of learning as we go. Yeah, definitely. And especially, like you said, um, different locations offer different experiences. Um, You know, being a summit steward at Slide Mountain, I was, you know, we talked a lot, you and I, uh, that one day. And uh, a lot of the problems basically are are the legal campsites and people just go up and party. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. And that actually brings me to uh, my next question for you. Um, Besides the illegal campsites that we just talked about, what is the most common problem on the trails that you have encountered during your summit steward? I, I think from what I saw both in in the Catskills, Minnewaska, and Hudson Valley locations where I was a steward in 2020, definitely the biggest problem is just hiker preparedness. And, you know, that's anything from researching what trail they're taking, how difficult it is, you know, knowing when the sun sets and what they're carrying with them, headlamps, not just using their cell phone flashlights, you know, lots, lots of people that are starting, 
starting these big hikes, thinking that they can tackle it in a day and, and not really knowing for sure. But I think that was definitely the biggest problem is just a lot of conversations with people that didn't really prepare for the day. Oh yeah. That's, that, that seemed to be a big thing we ran into on slide too. Yeah. Um, just basically someone walking up with a water bottle and I'm just like, yep. you know, this is, this is six miles total. I mean, but it's still, you know, 12 to 1400 feet of gain. You're going to be sweating like profusely. One water bottle will not last. Yeah. And that, and that, I mean, just encountering that, you know, when you, someone's coming from Malud Valley going up to Wittenberg and then we're like, oh yeah, we're going to do Wittenberg and Cornell. I'm like not with one water bottle. You aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people just need to either learn the hard way or be educated by someone who, who has more information than them. Yeah, that's correct. That's, that's perfect. Um, and some, sometimes those people take that information and deep and, and, and learn. And sometimes those people don't. Yep. And, and that's when they learn the hard way and they, they come back. Uh, what I call is the walk of shame. <laughs> we all, we, we all were there once. I mean, I, I climbed Mount Washington wearing jeans. So I was, I was a noob at one time. Oh, that's, that's fine. I mean, I used to do my first, I was going to say my first year in the Catskills, I used khakis winter hiking as well that's better than jeans at least uh the bottom you know what i i like my khakis because i had a lot of pockets that's the only reason why yeah. pockets are great but they still froze from the knee down in the winter so once again no khakis everybody moisture wicking pants yes it's definitely worth it um so have you uh been like the past three years have you run do you have any crazy times to tell us about like, you know, some like close call moments or maybe some like out of control moments? Um, honestly, like for, for everything that we experienced, there wasn't anything really that dramatic or crazy myself and some of the other trail stewards definitely helped out with some rescues and some walkouts, different wilderness areas. Um, before, before the stewarding season even started, I was training one of our stewards on Giant Ledge and we were almost at the top and I see a man carrying a woman down on his back and her ankle is all swollen. And then I look at him and I realize he's got a prosthetic leg. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I ended up helping this, this man and his, his mom who had rolled her ankle, I ended up helping them walk out from basically this summit of giant ledge back to the parking area. And along the way, I found out that he was um, the first combat wounded amputee to summit Mount Everest. Oh, crap. Yeah. Super, super nice guy. I mean, like he was very fit, very in shape. I mean, his mom just happened to roll her ankle. I think, she, I think she broke it actually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. So basically this guy has no wonder why he was carrying her. He has like the training to do that crap. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that, was, that was probably the craziest thing I experienced all season. I mean, I definitely like helped some other people out with like, you know, minor injuries and really nothing that crazy overall. That's interesting. You know, it just, it just seems like within these past three years that those crazy incidents with uh you know COVID and the uprise and hikers that you you would be doing everything and anything possible. Yeah. 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 I mean it's it's definitely I don't know this this year was slower than last year. I think the most I counted on Giant Ledge last year was 700. In a day? In a day, yeah. Oh my Which, God. You know, if you know that parking area, like I, I was like how do we how do how does seven 700 people even fit there in one day. Right. But they, they find ways to park. <laughs> <laughs> Illegal. All up and down the road. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. 700 people. Holy. That's insane. Yeah. So compared with this year, I think our, our busiest day was like 400 something on giant ledge, which was, you know, seemed like way less compared to the craziness of last year. Absolutely. But I think, you know, this, this summer with, you know, people being vaccinated that they think they were getting back to going back to what they were doing before the pandemic. Beaches, flying other countries, stuff like that. Yep. yep. 
Yeah. So have you have any, any, uh, you know, I, I like to keep this uh positive as I can. Do you have any like funny times where you're just like, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make the positive attitude here. So any, <laughs> any like hilarious things of like, you know, somebody passed out on the trail from being wasted or something. <laughs> uh, no, surprisingly, I, I didn't see any, any wasted people. Definitely some suspiciously, uh, you know, maybe we're, on some psychedelics. Nice. Yeah. People. Um, yeah. Like Panther mountain, I'm guessing. Um, I think that was at Minnewaska actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we did a night hike on Panther mountain one time, uh, me and my, my SAR team. And, uh, off in the distance, we could hear some like drumming music, like some hippie drum beat music. And we like, look, and we can see a little fire and I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, they're actually, you know, 150 feet off trail. That's, that's actually a positive, but like just hearing that from that distance, I'm just like, what are they doing over there? <laughs> I'm just like, are they doing drugs? Are they alcohol? Are they having a good time? I'm just like, you know, it's, it's none of my business. They're 150 feet off trail. They're following morals. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I looked at everything is like, as long as people are being safe and they're not a danger to themselves or people around them like have your fun you know just be respectful yeah and if they're nice you know that's that's a great thing they treat you with respect that's awesome you know i found that you treat with them with respect you know they'll treat you with respect so they'll respect you yeah I i would say you know because of the number of people that we interact with out there like the majority of people are super nice super friendly like even when you have to tell them like hey you shouldn't be doing this. And here's why, like most people are super receptive to it. Um, I think I've only had one person say to me, like, go call the cops. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with that. You know, being at that slide, you know, we had uh, a lot of, of very positive people, a lot of people, you know, that, uh, you know, were thankful that we turned them around, that they didn't have to hike six miles up a mountain. And then I, you know, I agree. Uh, we had one person that was really interesting that slide. Were you there for that one? The, the guy that was a, like a military vet and what did border control? Oh yeah. Yeah. I did that, see that, guy. that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. You know, when, when you open up the back of your trunk and it's beeping like a, like a truck backing up, you got to know if something's up. Yeah. That guy was wild. <laughs> Yeah, we seriously were just like, hey, sir, how you doing? He's like, I'm fine. I'm going up Slide Mountain. We're like, okay, all right. <laughs> and then when he came back, he was a super sweet guy. He was a very nice guy. Definitely some some crazy times, you know, that you have probably with the thousands and thousands of people. I still can't believe that report. It's almost 15,000 people. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think my perception of like what's crazy is also kind of skewed. Like to me, like seeing a guy hiking barefoot in Croc like that's crazy but <laughs> how many times did you see that definitely more than a couple times <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> and where was that at that was giant ledge God, that's yeah you know a lot of people underestimate giant ledge you know i find that way difficult than going right after giant ledge to panther mountain yeah but it, it's it's very it's very crazy how people underestimate Giant Ledge, and they're just like, oh yeah, it's only like one point six miles in. Yeah, it's got it's got some good scrambles though. I mean, like ov- overall, like slide is is longer and more elevation, but that's an easier walk. I always felt. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, and to me, Panther Mountain is slimy. That's what I heard. Uh, Giant Ledge is slimy. Mm-hmm. Definitely more running water and more moisture. Yep. So a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of us has noticed that the times when, when COVID started to hit that it, it definitely increased, like everybody wanted to get outside. Everybody wanted to get to the mountains. Everybody wanted to post those Instagram photos. <laughs> um, <laughs> so tell us about, you know, 2020 when, uh, COVID was going on, was it, was it absolutely insane? Was it, was it okay? You know, back and forth. Yeah. I mean, it was it was bonkers, but like, it was also really interesting and weird to see, you know, like people coming out in droves to go hiking 
and wearing their masks outdoors because we didn't know anything like we don't we don't know what's safe there's no vaccine and you know just seeing people that are you know giant ledge in particular like and and you can see it now like the erosion that has happened on the trail from people trying to stay six feet away from other people when there's 700 people going there in one day like that it widens the trail like crazy but i think you know generally people just wanted to get out and do something um and it was it was a weird time definitely sort of felt like things were getting back to normal this year but definitely still still pretty busy yeah i agree and it was you know during those times i i remember um i was only an hour and a half away and i was you know, you're, you're told to stay in your own county, this and that. And when they, they lifted that up, they said, like, I forgot what the, the distance was. You know, I went went hiking. Uh, I did Bear Pen first, and we were the only ones on there. And then after that, I did Slide Mountain with my wife one time. And when we went up, and we were just like, oh, my God. And just the <laughs> trails were packed. Yeah. And, you know, Slide wasn't too bad. We got an actual parking spot inside, but Panther Mountain and Giant Ledge were flooded. And at that time, I'm just like, oh, my God, uh, hopefully the the stewards and the rangers aren't like dying from this stuff. Yeah. And, and you know, you're, you're right. It was a definitely weird time when people wanted to get out. And, you know, they were like you said, we did. I forgot we did like Blackhead. And, you know, once you saw some some person, you would put your mask up and you would mm-hmm. try to stay away or turn your back, which is very odd. It was such an odd time, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, I think in a, in a way it was it was really cool to see everyone, you know, getting outdoors because it was the only thing that they could do and trying to, you know, maintain their sanity in some way. And I think it definitely brought some appreciation of the outdoors to many people who didn't really you know care about it before definitely met lots of people who only discovered hiking in the last year or two and are you know really all about it and they probably wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for covid correct yeah and you know we had you know we had difficult times of course in the catskills we had the catskill area and stuff Mm -hmm. stuff like that but you know what that also brought uh, more education to the Catskills. Yeah. Now people are coming more to the Catskills, brings more economy to our, our towns, stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's a kind of double-edged sword really. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, you know, I was once one of those guys that's just like, you know, I want the Catskills to myself. Uh, you know, I'm like, I want these viewpoints <laughs> to myself, but you know, that's not the, that's not the case. I've, I figured out that if I can enjoy it, anybody can enjoy it. And it's just as long as they do it with respect. And that's what you guys are there for. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, it's the outdoors is for everyone. Like nobody, nobody should feel like they're not allowed in the outdoors. They, you know, they don't belong there, you know, whether they're from the area or they're not from the area. I think it's something for all, for all of us to enjoy. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, we got to open up and education is, is the key right now. Um, and that's, you know, that's a big reason why I'm doing this. And this big reason why I'm bringing people like you on here is for, for education. Cause what you've done is absolutely phenomenal in the Catskills, just to let you know. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. I can't wait. I can't wait for next year to, to, to be up there on slide mountain with you and other stewards. <laughs> It'll definitely be more interesting because we'll know each other and then we'll probably bash on each other. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait <laughs> with, with memes and stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we, we've kind of gone over this. Do you think the trailhead stewards are, are helping out the Catskills and other places in the United States as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so one of the things that I experienced this year was at Minnewaska, they were um, a leave no trace hotspot which is a really cool program that Leave No Trace does where they identify, I think it's like 10 locations across the U.S. for a year. And they'll go and they'll sort of like help the park 
determine like what they can do to increase leave no trace messaging. And so I took, I took part in this at Minnewaska. And one of the things that they showed was um, in their research that on the ground education and stewardship was the most effective way of making change. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I definitely, you know, I, I see that with every conversation that I had and, and hearing from, from my stewards, like the, the difference that we're making every weekend just by being out there and being a presence, you know, being in uniform, people respect us, they see us and they, you know, they trust what we're telling them. Um, and I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah, definitely. They, they see that, that uniform and they know you're trained and they know you're educated on the topics that they have questions about basically. Yep. Or they think we're boy, boy scouts. <laughs> yeah. That's why you got to put all the patches you you get on it and just be like, look at all these patches. <laughs> yep. Any patch you can get, put it on there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I agree uh, with you on that. Uh, like, I got to say it, uh, and this is kind of a meme way, tenfold. Um, but like you guys have been helping out so much in the education. Like like I said, the, um, the, the illegal camping, you know, people don't know that. And you're there and you're just like, you know, hey, guys, you know, this is uh, a illegal campsite. But over down here is where you can camp legally. And they'll be like, oh, my God, thank you very much. Yeah, I think honestly, most people don't know. Like everyone that I approached who was camping illegally, they just didn't know the regulations. And I think a lot of the rules and regulations are not that easy to, to figure out. Like you really have to like do a lot of research and read. I mean, sometimes it's obvious, but most yeah. people when I would approach them. They would say, oh, I, I had no idea I couldn't camp here. You know, I'll, I'll pack up and move immediately. I never got any any pushback with people. You know, it's not to say that there are people out there camping on the ledges at Giant Ledge, which I, you know, always heard about but never saw. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. Remember that time I told you I went up there in the night? Uh, yes. Yes. Somebody was setting up there and I had to tell them, I'm like, dude, you're not going to want to do this, A, because you're going to get yelled at by a forest ranger, B, because yep. you're going to fall off the cliff and die. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, you. I mean, you guys are are there for education, and I would say, you know, these past few years, I think a lot of people have accepted that education, and you know, not not re resented it, you know, have not said like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. And you know, like like you said, the the hands on education is way more easier and way more effective than the online looking education. You know, the Google lookup. Yeah. And it's, you know, I think there's not enough rangers out there to go out and enforce the rules. And, you know, that's not necessarily the best way to get the message across. I think it's, you know, like I, I was driving one morning to Giant Ledge and I passed by the, the parking area for slide and I saw somebody set up in a tent in the parking area, mm. which you're not supposed to camp in the parking areas. So I, of course put the car in reverse and pull in there and I let them know like, Oh, there's, you know, the Rangers are going to be coming up here soon. Um, just want you guys to know you can't camp here. You should probably pack up. And they were, they were pretty receptive to it. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I try to do the same thing as well. Um, sometimes because, you know, I'm, I'm in regular clothes. They'll tell me to uh, unfortunately fuck off. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but I've been told that several times. And, you know, other times people are just like, well, what did you get this information? Well, uh, usually it's the DEC, you know, the New York state DEC. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, it's also, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say common sense, but I forgot what I, the term that I would use, oh man. But like, you know, you, you start a fire above 3,500 feet where there's basically no vegetation. It's going to spread like a forest fire and they'd be yep. like, oh, really? Oh yeah. Well, this is all dry. Yep. And you know, that, that helps. It does help the, the hands-on education helps a lot. Yeah. I mean, we saw that basically over Picamo's trailhead. I mean, that was a big leave no trace hotspot back in what, 2018, 19. Oh yeah. Yep. And, and like you said, that leave no trace 
principle and that leave no trace program is absolutely phenomenal. It's helped out so much. I'm so glad that you are participating in this. And I, I, this brings us to uh, my, my biggest question of the night. Uh, what kind of knife do you carry for protection from mountain lions? <laughs> this I, is serious. This is serious. Take this seriously because they're real. So I, I consider myself a cat whisperer. <laughs> so I, I like to, I like to talk them down with a, with some treats. <laughs> and then you lay on the ground and be like, pss, pss, pss. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't need to resort to violence. I just, I go in with some treats and get a, get a cuddle with them. That is awesome. That's perfect. Oh man, I gotta start using that. Maybe, maybe violence is not the answer towards mountain lions. Yeah, violence is never the answer. All right. So basically, uh the so I'm changing my way of uh approaching mountain lions. I'm gonna lay on my back and then start pss, 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 and see see what happens. Okay. Because I've got wait till they expose their belly, give them a belly rub. And then give them some some friskies. Yep. Oh, wow. So different approach. I'll have to tell my friend Greg about this. <laughs> he's he's going to totally flip when he hears about this. So um, can we donate to help the Summit Steward? Where can we donate to this? Uh, yes, everyone should please donate or volunteer with the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference. They have a lot of volunteer opportunities for trail maintenance, even trail stewarding, volunteer opportunities, um, or you can just donate. Yeah. I mean, I, I've donated as well. I've donated my time and my money towards the New York Jiu-Jitsu Trail Campus. Uh, they do a phenomenal job, and they are they are updating a lot of different places in the Catskills. Uh, they're very busy. So once again, anybody, if you can donate donate to the New York, New Jersey Trail Conference, um, check them out. Um, check out donating towards the Summit Stewards online. You could probably search Summit Stewards of Catskills or Summit Stewards of New York State, I'm guessing. So once again, thank you, Myra, for, for joining me tonight. Uh, I had a great time. It was a little short session. Wow, we got to do this one more time. So we'll do this after this this new year. Sounds great. Yeah, you got to give me some uh, some crazy, more crazy times and funny times. All right, you got to get some crazy stuff in there if you can do that legally. We'll see about that. <laughs> get out too much information so you don't get, get fired. <laughs> But uh, I'd like to thank the Summit Stewards. Thank you so much for what you have done in the Catskills for your education. Um, it is amazing what you guys have done, what you guys had to go through in the past three years through visiting people, people approaching you, people you'd have to encounter. The weather is, is a big factor as well. Uh, thank you, Myra, and thank you for your team. Give them, please, hugs for me. Maybe I'll, I'll go back onto a, a hike and give them a hug and they'll be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> so just tell them they're getting a hug from me. Who's this weird guy? <laughs> yes, exactly. Who's this weird bearded tattoo guy? <laughs> Thank you volunteers as well. Any volunteers uh, in the Catskills for what you have done in the past two to three years, in the past 20 to 30 years, even uh, the last two to three years have definitely been a, a, an uprising hikers. And we definitely thank you for what you have done. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Scenic Route Guiding. Uh, thank the the donors as well. Uh, Myra, I believe you've donated before you and Sean, correct? Yes. We bought you two, two cups of coffee, I think. Actually, that went towards uh, the alcohol, by the way. Sorry. Oh, what are you drinking tonight, by the way? Oh, wow. Uh, a good old rum and Coke. Oh, nice. Classic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I resort to that uh, really quickly because the day is... Uh, the day snaps by so quick. So this does the trick really quick and it makes me calm down. No, no eggnog tonight. No, not tonight. I got to get some, I got to, I got a coupon for a free eggnog. I can't wait. I got to, I got to finish that up. It's, it's like, you know, it's December 15th. Like when does eggnog start going out of stock? Like, like January 14th. Probably pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. See, maybe I got a new co-host there. Uh, subscribe on any platform. I'm pretty sure I'm on a, any available platform. I looked it up. A lot of people are on Spotify. Let me go look real quick. Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Anchor, a uh, bunch of other places as well. So subscribe. You know, um, I've heard a, a good thing to do is is to leave a, a rating or a 
a message or something like that. Um, donate, buy me a coffee, whatever. Um, soon we're going to be going to uh, donating towards uh, a 501c3 group in the Catskills. Uh, there are many groups out there that uh, I'll be donating to hopefully. So we'll, we'll accumulate some time for this podcast and then we'll donate and make a formal donation to a, a club or something around here. So um, look me up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Myra, do you have any, any platforms do you want to be popular to give a shout out? Um, I mean, if people want to follow me on Instagram, I'm at Myra Romano. I'm private, but if you request to follow me and we have friends in common, I'll, I'll probably, uh, probably approve it. Um, otherwise you can check out, um, at NYNJTC, which is the trail conference. And then at TC conservation Corps, which is, um, for the trail stewards, the, um, trail crew and invasives. Excellent. Awesome. So cool. Myra, thank you for joining me once again. Uh, I will definitely have you on again, maybe after next year or sometime soon for stuff that you and Sean have probably done. That sounds awesome. We'd love that. I'd like to have Sean on here for some, some metal, metal kind of stuff. He'll be super entertaining. Good, good. I want to hear those. I, I need those. I need those entertaining, funny stories. You know, this is getting too serious. I just had a, uh, yesterday I had the conversation with the Rangers and that was intimidating. Really? Oh yeah. It was very, I'm, I was sweating. I didn't have anything. <laughs> I didn't have anything to drink. So I'm just like, <laughs> so, but Myra, thank you for joining me once again on inside the line, the Catskills. I hope you have a great night and enjoy uh, whatever you're going to be doing. Enjoy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sash, for having me. So super fun. Yes, definitely. Um, have a good night. You too. Bye.